The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Amen. This is our psalm of the day. It is Good Shepherd Sunday as, as, as we... Uh, as we go into this fourth Sunday of Easter, we're, we're coming into Good Shepherd Sunday. So it's a Sunday every year that we are guaranteed of having Psalm 23, and we're guaranteed of having a text from John 10. Those, those are two guarantees that we get. And we all love Psalm 23. It's the one that is read at every single funeral. Either it is read in the church service as a whole, it's almost always requested. The, the service that I use every single time, it's, it's prayed in unison as everyone in the congregation comes together to say that. If it doesn't happen there, then it happens at the graveside, at the committal part of the service, where I stand over the grave and, and read it. I often, I often use one of my older service books, my older occasional services book, uh, that's actually from the old... Uh, um, service book and hymnal days, so back in the 50s, uh, because it has it in the more uh, traditional wording with the thys and the thous and, and, and all those things. And it also includes the shadow of death in there. But it's one of these psalms that we all know. But I've said it before, when we've had these texts that we all know, that that can get us into trouble. Because we might know them, but we don't really know them at all. Here we have this declaration that's coming out of our mouths when we say this, that the Lord is my shepherd. That there's ownership there. That the Lord is mine and I am his. And I'm not the one in control, am I? That the shepherd is. It's the shepherd's job to get the sheep from field to field. It's the shepherd's job to rescue the sheep when they're in danger. It's the shepherd's job to come and find the lost, to bind up the wounds, to do all those things, to feed them and water them. And we say, the Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Meaning that there are times when I need rest. And the Lord is going to come to me and beat me over the head with his crook to get me to lay down, oftentimes bringing me to the point of exhaustion in which all I can do but fall down and sleep because that is what God knows I need. Then he leads me beside still waters. He leads me to a watering hole. He, he provides for me in all things. This, this, this understanding of the Lord not just being the Lord up there, oh yeah, the big guy in the sky. No, he's one who's actively involved in our lives, regularly providing for us our needs of what it is that we need. He restores my soul. That those points in which I, I am uh, uh, poor in spirit uh, as the Beatitudes begin, he comes and restores my soul, 
restores my life, restores what is what is in me, myself. And he leads me in right paths. Why? For my sake? To make life better for me? No. What does, he, what does it say? For his name's sake. For him. For his renown. For his glory. For who he is. He's going to take me in right paths for him and use me in that way. It's usually when we, we try to go a different way that God has to pull out that shepherd's crook and beat us over the head to get us to go the direction that we need to or sick the dog on us, maybe. Even though I walk through the darkest valley or the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. The The idea being that... Uh, Oftentimes, the picture that I've often wanted to paint, number one, I like the traditional reading, the shadow of death. The darkest valley kind of makes it sort of weak. We, we take the danger out of it. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, this picture of I'm always walking in the shadow of my own demise, always walking in the shadow of the fact that my life will end, that I will be worm food, and yet God is with me. So I will fear no evil. Even death itself I do not fear. Why? Because he is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Because it says, For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod and staff, the thing used to drive me in the direction that I need to go, to, to get my attention, to, to knock me away from going in a different route. I actually see that as a comfort. Have you thought about that? Seeing it as a comfort. Then you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Meaning that in the times in which I should be at battle, the times in which I should be at war, the times in which I should be fighting against those who, who wish to do me harm, are actually the times in which the Lord brings peace. Or even setting up a table for me to sit and eat of his grace, eat of his mercy. Even when my enemies think, they are winning over me. That they have that they have the upper hand. God puts me in a steady place, a place of peace at a table to eat. So that even when my enemies are barraging me, I know that I am safe, that I am kept whole. You anoint my head with oil is a is a picture of of, of prestige, of importance. My cup overflows, meaning abundance, God giving regularly, that every day we have an abundant gift of God, whatever that might be, even the times in which we think we lack, he is providing. Then surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I love that. Surely goodness and mercy will follow after me. And those times when I don't think I'm receiving mercy or goodness, there it is right behind me coming to me, always there readily available in God. The times in which I think it's being denied to myself is the times in which I've just thought I've outrun it. And yet here it's saying it, we can't outrun it ever. It's always there with us. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. And I tend to like the, the, the more traditional forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And ever. The, 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 I think the Hebrew says for, for the length of, of up the days of my life, or something along those lines. Uh, for the, for the, however long my days are on the on the earth, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, uh, being part of His household, right? Being a child of God, and that is what we 
trust it. It doesn't just become some verbiage that we spew out of our mouth and then we move on. It, it, it becomes something that becomes a part of us, right? Like we talked about a little bit yesterday about, about uh, trusting and holding on to God, having, having Christ matter. Here then we have this text matter to us so that when the evil times come, we have one who holds us up and cares for us because he will heal us, make us whole, save us from ourselves, save us from our sin, and grant us the assurance we need when the time of death comes and slaps us in the face. Let us pray. O Lord Christ, good shepherd of the sheep, you seek the lost and guide us into your fold. Feed us and we shall be satisfied. Heal us and we shall be whole. Make us one with you, for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord, church. We'll see you tomorrow.